Welcome to The Read Along, a mini book club for your ears. A proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Anita. And join us on a journey through a good book, one, one chapter, chapter at a time. Hosted by Andrew Paul and Elizabeth Bonkink and produced by Lisa Pruden, the well-endowed podcast explores the impact of passionate people who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. The Edmonton Community Foundation helps people create endowment funds. The podcast tells the stories of how those endowments intersect with the community. You can listen to new episodes right now at thewellendowedpodcast.com. So in the penultimate chapter of our novel... Yes, the last actual chapter. Chapter, like numbered, proper numbered chapter. Yeah. Chapter. Uh, Mahit gets some much and well-deserved rest. Finally. Uh, a few days pass and the insurrection comes to, as Anita described it, a Lion King finale. <laughs> Suddenly everything got better. And uh, there were some feels. Yes. As Three Seagrass and Mahit part ways to uh, begin the next stage of their journey slash careers as a big promotion is offered to at least one of them. <laughs> you tried really hard not to call it a chapter, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Indeed. But uh, that brings us to our final chapter. Yes. Aftermath of A Memory Called Empire by Arkady Martin. There will be no flavor tech. <laughs> this aftermath has no flavor. No. Uh, there is... There is just finale. And I was incorrect because I thought we were going to take one final trip to LaSalle Station. And while we do kind of do that, certainly not in the way that I anticipated. Uh, yeah, agreed. Uh, this chapter is, in fact, all about Mahit. Yeah. And it's very much just kind of the denouement. Yeah. Uh, it begins <laughs> with 19 Ads's coronation, which is a luxurious affair. Of course it is. Uh, the city is resplendent. There are days of celebration. You expected anything less? No, Have you not really. met this character? Come on. Parades of sunlit. <laughs> actually, I have met this character, and I actually take a little bit of umbrage with what you just suggested, actually. <laughs> because 19 Ads is not uh, an overstated person. She knows how to use her public image. But for the most part, she, through most of this novel, has been uh, a power player from behind the scenes. She's a shadow broker. <sighs> Again, she knows how to pick her spots to make an impression. Yes. But for the most part, she's up in her tower, up lit in her literal ivory tower, <laughs> accumulating information and watching things unfold. Well, yes, fair enough. But this is a coronation. If yeah. ever there was a moment to be opulent... This is it. But I'm I'm fairly confident that's just part and parcel with the office. Like, there's an expectation. It's oh, of course supposed there to be is. Opulent. What I'm saying is that I don't believe that that's necessarily 19 Ads' character. Oh, I don't know that it's 19 Ads' character, but it is... No, I take that back. That is her character. To stand out when standing is called for. And, and blend into the shadows when blending into the shadows. Yes, exactly. And one's coronation is time to stand out. Fair enough. And throw the parades and the confetti and the grand displays. 
Amongst the grand displays are just a parade of sunlit. Like oh, yes. All of the sunlit. All come. of the sunlit. They basically just copy pasted her name into the algorithm. Yeah. Under Emperor. Search, search six direction, replace 19 ants. Yes, basically. Find, replace. Um, Mahit has a very dim view of the sunlit at this point, which is interesting. Because she's also still very intrigued what's up with them. Agreed. To be fair, though, her handful of interactions with the sunlit have, have been not largely necessarily negative. been positive. Yeah. Um, young Tex Kalonlitz Lim are also volunteering to join the army and go defend the borders against the alien menace. The fools! Uh, that's certainly Mahit's uh, opinion of them, actually, is that they are probably going to die. <laughs> Maybe. Um, that's That comes a little bit later, but she's got a very... The events of the last couple of weeks have left her with a very cynical view of this empire that she was very much in love with when she first arrived. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of broken her heart a little. Yeah. And yeah, she's it's it's a very bittersweet sort of situation right now. It's the cultural version of never meet your heroes. Kinda, yeah, in a way, because she's had an opportunity to really be immersed in the ugly side of it. Yeah, and be victimized by it. And it's not all ways. as great as she used to think it was. No, definitely not. Um, another interesting thing uh, that transpires around the time of the coronation is two different songs are written. Using Three Seagrass's line, I am a spear in the hands of the sun. Yeah, that slogan's really taken off. Yeah, it's uh, the one... Really a lot. The one was a beautiful choral piece that was sung during the coronation, and the other is a body song that's a little lewd. (laughs) It's sung by sailors. Kind of. And apparently is very catchy. People are people. Yeah. And... Anything that you could misconstrue as something dirty, somebody will. And somebody did. There will always be a parody of of, of anything popular. Yes. The, it happens. The Tex Kalonli Weird Al Yankovic went to work <laughs> right away. Amongst the uh, amongst the other ceremonies surrounding the coronation is the internment of Six Direction. Yes, and uh, passing me- of the passing of an emperor is probably a big to do. And and indeed, that certainly is the implication that there's quite a state funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, Mahit is struck by the cultural difference again. <laughs> there, okay. So the the line the line was that he his body was put into the earth, yeah, with emphasis on the word earth, and I couldn't tell if it was uh, an emphasis of fascination because again, it's coming from Mahit. I couldn't tell if it was fascination or disgust. Could be a little bit of both, really. Because you could read it either way, I think. Because uh, on the station, as we well know from earlier chapters, oh, yes. they incinerate their dead and then... Consume. Consume the ashes. The uh, The point is that he is he is interred in the earth. Yeah, he's buried. And Mahit finds that weird. <laughs> because, again, we're looking at it well, through Mahit's eyes. Yeah, she's from a space station. They don't have any earth to bury people in. So, yeah, the customs are going to be different. But assuming the recycling thing, right, conservation of uh, everything, mm-hmm. um, it's not that different. Not really. A body is put in the earth to decompose, and a body is put into compost to decompose, I guess. Again, I'm assuming compost, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but interring someone in the earth is a waste of their space. precious resources and a tremendous waste of space. Mm-hmm. Which is again 
coming from a space station where space is at a premium. Yeah. Where but Mahit grew planet. up in a, in a room that was the size of a coffin. Yeah. This is a planet where they have space and probably many dedicated spaces to cemeteries. Maybe, but it's also an ecumenopolis. So, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of that space is filled by people and buildings and roads and yeah. transportation. We live in a fairly metropolitan city and it has a number of cemeteries all over the place in it. Fair enough. And it's if, fine. The city grows around them. And if anybody's going to have uh, a dedicated place to honor and revere their dead, it's going to be the palace. Yeah. Heck, the Vatican has a whole bunch of dead popes in it. Yeah. It's a multi-purpose building if you look at it that way. Yeah. It's, it's also very much a mausoleum. Six Directions funeral is, of course, the preeminent funeral, but certainly not the only one that takes no. place. There are... Officially 304 victims of the insurrection. Yes, which is uh, very unfortunate. And Mahit thinks surprisingly low. Um, her estimation is that maybe the unofficial number is a little bit higher than maybe. that. Maybe. But 12 Azalea's funeral is amongst those that must be attended. Ah, the closure that we both wanted and didn't want. Is it, though? Oh, come on. You don't believe he's dead? Arkady Martin refuses to give us solid evidence that he's dead. There's no <laughs> body. There's no body at the funeral. She makes a point of pointing out there's no body at the funeral because he donated it to science. Did they don't, Did they watch him get donated to science? Don't look at me like that. Twelve Azalea had friends who were in the underground. You think he was disappeared? He might have disappeared himself in the intrigue. Oh, no. We never saw him actually die. We were just told... No, but we did see him get shot. We saw him get shot, and then we were told certainly he could never have survived. We have never seen a body. We just went to his funeral where there was an empty casket. I'm just saying Arkady Martin has pointedly refused to show us a dead 12 Azalea. That's because when she wrote this book, she didn't know that you required solid body proof. I... Just note when authors are using a little bit of misdirection sometimes. Maybe I'm reading into it, and maybe if we read the sequel novel, 12 Azalea will show up halfway through and be like, psych, not dead. And then you'll be all, aha! I'm just saying. Yes, the surface read is that he is indeed dead, and he's had a sad and solemn funeral with Mahit dressed in black and everyone else dressed in red. And Three Seagrass wrote him an epic poem about of the course she did. about how unjust his death was, which was makes very sad. Which makes Mahit think about all the other unjust deaths that have happened and are going to happen in the upcoming war. But at the same time, the below the surface reading is that we've never seen a dead twelve Azalea, hmm. and he's a sneaky guy with friends in the underground. Okay, I'll give you friends in the underground. I don't think he's quite as sneaky as you give him credit for. I don't I think he's sneakier than you give him credit for. I'm going to remind you this is a man who in one of his earliest chapters was flabbergasted that 3C Grass was going to brazenly waltz into the judiciary building to look at a corpse. Hmm. Then later on managed to avoid the judiciary's own secret police for an entire night after sneaking in and stealing something from them. Yes, and then Uh, Dressed like a flamboyant peacock in a very public, crowded train station uh, because he suddenly forgot how to sneak? He knew how to sneak just fine. They got through that situation. Uh, Yeah, but he wasn't leading anybody anywhere. He was hiding behind Mahit the whole time. Sure, but he was sneaking, wasn't he? 
And plus, you have to remember that you're dressing to blend into your environs. And if you're traveling amongst Tex Kalonli, you might as well dress like Tex Kalonli, mm. even if that is in bright flamingo pink. Mm. I'm just saying, I, I think when in Rome, I think you're not giving 12 Azalea enough credit for how sneaky <laughs> he is. All right, fine. Or was. He yeah. might be dead. He's certainly dead to us in this novel at this time. <laughs> but I'm just saying that if in a future novel, not dead 12 Azalea popped up out of nowhere, I would be like, aha! <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> so after all of this, um, there is one last funeral that needs to be taken care of, and that is Yaskander's. Yes. Because he was never actually properly disposed of. One of the many uh, things that should have taken Mahit an hour to take care of that she was not given the ability to do for two weeks. Two weeks. Or more. Um, In fact, she's straight up surprised how easy it is to get him cremated. Like it's, it takes a note to the science ministry and they're like, Oh yeah, here. And like the next morning she's got his ashes. And uh, very efficient. She she actually wonders if she should have a little taste of them. And politely asks as per the custom. Yeah. And uh, both the, memory fragment of young Yaskander and old Yaskander chime in with, eh. Yeah, you can. Old Yaskander uh, brings up an excellent point. I think it was old Yaskander. There's a lot of preservatives in that. You might not want to eat it for, you know, health reasons. That was actually young Yaskander. Was it young Yaskander? My bad. I had it backwards. Uh, well, it depends because the young Yaskander is actually the older Imago. And yes. the old Yaskander is the younger Imago, Imago, so it's very confusing. But younger Yaskander is the one who points out the preservatives. And old Yaskander gives more sagely advice where it's like, perhaps one day when you when you feel you don't need to ask. Oh, yes. And so Mahit kind of tucks away the ashes, and uh, that's kind of... it. That felt like closure. That felt like the wrapping up of, of a storyline. A little bit. That's what yeah. it felt like to me. Mahit is then summoned to a quiet meeting with 19 ads. Um, <laughs> she clearly was anticipating that she would be asked to come meet the new emperor at some point. Well, yeah. But wasn't expecting it to be a little kind of tucked out of the way meeting on a bench outside the judiciary building. I think she's used to meeting the emperor surrounded by sun lamps. And 19 ads doesn't have any sun lamps. <laughs> at least not yet. I mean, she's not sleeping either. You can tell. Yeah, it goes back to that earlier saying in the book where emperors don't sleep. Yeah. There's too much to do. And 19 ads is already looking aged a little <laughs> from uh from the lack of sleep and the weight that is now on her shoulders, which Mahit feels she's bearing well. Mhm. But at least she's not being followed by those blinding sun lamps. Yeah. Um she's actually got a very small honor guard with her, basically just a single bodyguard who's another one of those gray jumpsuited uh, judiciary goons. My guess is that she's not trying to draw attention to the fact that she's out and about. But still needs protection. Well, yeah. Um, but you don't need a whole battalion with you. No. She also notably has a bodyguard who does not have a cloud hook. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think that perhaps one of two things. Either the Emperor's personal guard usually doesn't go with cloud hooks to not be distracted Or this is fallout from the recent insurrection because Mahit had noted that the Emperor's personal guard weren't using cloud hooks and there was a suspicion that it might be because they didn't trust the algorithm, the city algorithm. Could be. And that could be residue of that. Mm -hmm. 19 ads might not fully trust the city algorithm because of the recent, you know, 
problems? Maybe. But it's the same... Uh, this is going to sound silly. It's a similar reason to why the Secret Service don't bow their heads in prayer <laughs> during major political events. Like, they watch constantly, all the yeah. time. So, while I agree that, yes, maybe they don't trust the city algorithm, it's probably more likely that they just need to be undistracted. And that's that's also a possibility. That was one of the two things that I had considered. Mm -hmm. So the conversation opens with a little bit of kind of pleasantries, a little informally. Mm -hmm. And well, well they, they have they have a bit of a rapport at this point. Yeah. And 19 ads more or less just kind of offers Mahit a favor, like straight up. What do you want? And Mahit's knee-jerk reaction is uh, to not have my space station get annexed. <laughs> that, that'd be nice, please. She asks for confirmation that that will be the case. And 19 Ads is like, oh, goodness, yes, no, that's not happening. <laughs> I, I don't have time to deal with your little space station. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, there are bigger problems now. Your, your station is, is hunky-dory. So with that out of the way, what do you, Mahit, want from me? And Mahit is kind of at a loss as to what that might be. Well, yes, but only for a moment. Uh, yes and no. Um, the fact that she's a bit at a loss of what she wants to do next dovetails into her decision of what she wants to ask. But it doesn't exactly answer the question, for even for herself. No, that's true. Because what she asks for is permission to go home. Because mm -hmm. she needs time to figure out what to do next. She well, needs, yeah. She needs time to sit with Yaskander. She needs time to figure out what the political situation back on LaSalle Station is. She needs time to wrap her head around what she's just been involved in. And she can't do that if she's sitting in an ambassadorial suite doing ambassadorial work. It's true. So she asks for permission to go home for a while. And 19 Ads is like, yeah, sure. Like, I'm obviously I'm going to need a LaSalle Station ambassador again. So when the time comes, I will call for you. But in the short term, go home, Mahit. Yeah. And there it is. Our opening for a sequel. The line about, I will call on you when I need you. Yeah. Though that's not the end of the chapter. Because the no. chapter actually ends with Mahit... Going home. Going home. And uh, her final approach back to LaSalle Station. And it's... It's interesting because it does kind of bookend from Mahit's first arrival at the city. Because the first chapter with Mahit is of her arriving at the Ecumenopolis and taking it in from her mm -hmm. approach pod or her little ship, whatever it was. Yeah. And Ascension's Red Harvest, the, the battleship. Well, that was the battleship, her. but she had been sent on. A, she, the battleship didn't drop her off at the space. Well, board. no, fair enough. Um, but it's it's her approaching the city and kind of taking it in and evaluating where she's at. And then that's kind of how it ends as well, except with her making, making her approach back to LaSalle mm -hmm. Station and taking it in and evaluating where she is now. And that was kind of a nice little poetic bookend, which is fitting because the yes. Texcalonli are all about their circular poetry. <laughs> Very true. So, yeah. Though, notably, we don't find out what's going on on the station. We don't no? get to see the fallout of the uh, the intrigues that were going on there during the during the final days of Six Direction back in the Empire. It's true. So. I, my guess is that is left for future books. Well, presumably, yes. Uh, we know for a fact that Arkady Martin is currently editing the sequel. Not even writing, but in editing. the editing yeah. process of the sequel. She tweeted about it. Yeah. 
And if you can't trust Twitter, what can you trust? Indeed. So this is definitely the first of several books, likely that will continue to follow the misadventures of Mahit, <laughs> ambassador of LaSalle Station to the Texcolonly Empire. Quite possibly. Indeed. But uh, that will have to wait for another book because this one has come to a close. We're all that's all left done. are a glossary and uh, <laughs> some pronunciation guides and some acknowledgments. Yeah. But that's the end of that's it. End of book. Of book. We did another one. Yeah. Yay. So we won't we won't dwell too much on the whole text at the moment. Nope. Um, we have a we have a whole episode dedicated to that. Correct. That is the next episode. Yeah. We will finally, at last, go full book club. Full book club. And take a look at the text as a whole and ask some pertinent questions. There will be snacks. There will be wine. Well, there might not be wine. There might not be snacks. Either way, full book club. Well, I mean. You, our, our listeners, could have some snacks and wine. I recommend our next episode with snacks and wine. There you go. And uh, we will also be announcing what our next novel will be. We uh, went shopping. Yeah, we. Um, so just to keep you up to date, up to speed, we uh, put out a little Twitter poll this past week. And we asked for people to vote on what genre of novel they might like to see us delve into next. And sci-fi and mystery... <laughs> Tied. Tied for the lead. Despite the fact that we just read a sci-fi novel that was rife with mystery. Mm. So I guess the uh, at least the people who replied to the Twitter poll have a type. <laughs> um and all I they will know say what they like. and all I will say as a tease, as a little a little teaser taster for what's going to be the announcement next week, we have found a novel. That is both sci-fi and a mystery. Yes. So there you so go. We did our best to combine the two. Indeed. And that will be our next novel. But yes. you'll have to wait for the full announcement next week. Absolutely. After we go full book club. In the meantime, some ads for our sponsors that help support the show. You Yay. should You should listen to their products. If you're an Albertan, chances are you love our forests. With more than 60% of the province covered in them, they're where we play, explore, and work. Over 40,000 Albertans are employed because of our sustainable forestry industry. And before a single tree is harvested, we plan 200 years ahead to ensure healthy forests for years to come. Why? Because you nurture what you love. Learn more at loveabforests.ca. Yay, sponsors. They help pay the bills. They do. They uh, help support the Alberta Podcast Network which uh, you can also do by going to the Alberta Podcast Network's website. Yes. AlbertaPodcastNetwork.com. It's super easy and very obvious. Yeah. yeah. Definitely check out some of our fellow podcasts. There are a number of topics. Oh, a large number of topics and podcasts. Yeah. Multiple podcasts on the same topic probably by Uh, now. There's so many. And despite the fact that it is the Alberta Podcast Network, I mean, all the podcasts are local to Alberta, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're about... Alberta. Oh, no. Ours isn't about Alberta at all. Exactly. So, I mean, definitely give it a look and uh, you'll probably find something else that you like. If you don't, I would be surprised. Indeed. Uh, You could also check us out in other places. We have a selection of social media. The the standards. You've heard me say it a thousand times already. And you're going to say it again right now? I absolutely am. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads. We are at the read-along of all of those places, I think. More or less. And uh, we can also be reached via email, thereadalong at gmail.com. Yeah. Scott still promises to read them. And with that said, as always, we'll see you next time. Full Book Club. Woo!
Thank you for joining us on The Read Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. All Read Along music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read Along, and check out our group on Goodreads.com. Mm-hmm.